Every day, a small group of people are making quantum leaps forward, building wealth faster than most dream possible, almost like they have the Midas touch. On Breakaway Wealth, we'll unlock the secrets to breaking out of the herd, thinking big and building wealth on our own terms. And now let's join our host, the creator of Create Tailwind, and your abundance advocate, Jim Oliver. Welcome back. This is Jim Oliver. Thank you for listening. And I'm excited today because we have a topic and an expert in this topic that is kind of a, it's a, it's a misconception and mystery to people, but we have a cryptocurrency expert, Bob Burnett. Welcome, Bob. Well, thank you for having me, Jim. It's uh, exciting to talk to this group because as you know, I'm a wealth coach here with Create Tailwind, but I've also been heavily involved in technology really my entire career. Going back to my days, I was the chief technology officer at Gateway, so spent most of my career in the design and development of computers. And as you said, there's a lot of misconceptions and mysteries about cryptocurrency. And as I started to get involved in cryptocurrency, oh, roughly three years ago, I probably carried with me a lot of the same misconceptions and mysteries. But as I peeled back the onion just a tad, what I learned was, you know, first, it's not a scam. It's not some fake thing to manipulate money and manipulate people. It's a grand, grand vision. So, Bob, before we jump into kind of that explanation, so when you say gateway, you mean gateway computers with the, the black and white boxes and you order the computer and it shows up at your door and everybody in your street knows that you got a computer because of the box, right? That's the gateway you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there from 1993 to 2004. And, you know, in that window, we were one of the top five personal computer manufacturers in the world. In the U.S., sometimes reached as high as number two in terms of volume. And, yeah, I had the, the pleasure and the honor to, you know, lead the development of First, the laptop area at Gateway in the early 90s, and then ultimately the product development of everything that we did. And it was quite a ride, I must say, you know, uh, from a professional standpoint, a thrilling, thrilling experience. I bet. I mean, to be in a company growing that fast had to be spectacular. Now, you were, you're an engineer by training or by education, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah, I am, I'm a electrical engineer, computer science person out of Wisconsin. And, you know, it, it's, it's funny, but I think without that, I would not appreciate cryptocurrency. And, and that's part of what we, we started to segue there to is that, you know, I'll explain a little more, but there is a school of thought that cryptocurrency can be thought of as the first sovereign computing platform could also be thought of as the first virtual country. So there's some pretty, we'll get into that in a little bit here, but there's some pretty radical thoughts about what it is. And, you know, Bitcoin is not this thing. And we'll talk about Bitcoin. I'm, sometimes we'll use Bitcoin and cryptocurrency interchangeably. I'll, I'll, I'll do my best not to. But there are many cryptocurrencies. Bitcoin is the, is the big boy in the, in the room right now. And the first one, and, and in fact, maybe that's a good thing to talk about is, you know, why, why does it even exist? Right. Before we do that, I just want to say this, Bob, is we are not recommending that you go buy cryptocurrency, that you go mine cryptocurrency. 
this is just for information because it's, it's something that most people don't know that much about, if anything about. And Bob has done a lot of education and research, and he's had a lot of involvement. So he is not soliciting anything. He is just telling you about cryptocurrency. And, you know, Bob, I think that's the place that we got to start because I remember when you asked me if I knew what cryptocurrency was three years ago or whenever that was. And I said, you mean Bitcoin? And so you were kind of going there, but what is cryptocurrency? Okay. Well, cryptocurrency is a a platform, first of all. So it's not, it's not a coin. It's not like a quarter or a dollar that you carry around. And if I can, Jim, just to maybe answer it a slightly different way, I'd like to give just a tad of history. The very first Bitcoin, which was the very first form of cryptocurrency, came into creation in January of 2009. And if you think about the world and what was going on in the world at that time, the very critical point from an economic and financial standpoint, not only in the U.S., but in the world. We were just coming off of some horrendous things in 2008, the housing market crash, bailouts all over. For those of you who aren't aware, what was happening in the U.S. in that time period was happening in England, it was happening in Japan, it was happening all over. The central banks in all these countries were jumping in and bailing out these really large financial institutions and, and banks, pumping money in under the thought process that these things were too big to let fail. There's a group of people, often from the more libertarian Austrian school of economics thought type people, that really objected to, to that happening. Because in, in essence, it meant that the big, big organizations that made foolish decisions got bailed out by governments, meaning money from essentially the everyday person was used to bail out these big organizations. And there was no benefit to the average person. And a whole bunch of people got rich as a result of those bailouts. So a group of people, uh, we don't know who, by the way, wrote a white paper on Bitcoin. And in fact, I'll, I'll read to you real quickly. The very first line of, of the white paper that started Bitcoin was, it says, a purely peer-to-peer -peer version of electronic cash that would allow payments to be sent directly from one party to another without going through a financial institution. Now the paper's, you know, dozens of pages long. But the last part of that line is without using a financial institution. So it was an attempt to circumvent all of the infrastructure, the banks and the governments and say they don't belong in money. Let people work on a peer-to-peer -peer basis, on a one-to-one -one basis without being interfered with by these other people. Kind of a people's money kind of uh, movement. Exactly. And so... You know, so what cryptocurrency is, and in, in getting to your question, it is, it is an attempt to wrestle the reins of money from the government and put it in an unbiased, unmanipulated, transparent platform that's fair to everybody. It's fair to 
people in the U.S. It's fair to a poor person in Bangladesh. You know, those people from all over the world can interact with each other. Their money is not diluted. Uh, interesting stat I just heard yesterday that since 2008, the Fed has printed $2 trillion, has added $2 trillion to the money supply since this, since this bailout. And, um, you know, as we teach often when we talk about people with infinite banking, you know, your money is being diluted by these actions. So, you know, a dollar today and a dollar in 2008 are two very different things. Essentially, in the Bitcoin world and in many other cryptocurrencies, that sort of inflation or dilution, however you want to look at it, is not allowed. When I speak with people, and I, I do have the opportunity to do some public speaking on this topic, often one of the first things I say is, going back to my days at Gateway, what I studied was innovation. You know, what created major changes in the world? What, what would make a new product exciting? And if we look back at some of, you know, the key things that really changed the world, like the printing press or electricity or the airplane, there's a common thread between them. At least I believe there's a common thread between them and it's freedom. So the printing press created freedom to learn. The light bulb created freedom from the night. The airplane and the car gave us freedom to travel. The PC and then the web gave us, you know, freedom of information. Cryptocurrency is going to cause freedom in money or in currency. And it's why I believe so passionately about it that over the last couple of years, as I started to understand it and the light bulb went off at what was going on, that I became so passionate about it and, and have devoted a lot of time and energy and, and some financial resources to being involved in it. Cause I believe it will change the world and it will change the world to a degree equivalent or greater than the internet changed the world. That's a pretty bold statement. So Bob, how would, let's say just uh, you and I use cryptocurrency. If I, if I owned, and again, I'm just going to say some Bitcoin and I wanted to buy a computer from you, mm -hmm. then I would transfer somehow some of my Bitcoin to you. Correct. So what would happen is your Bitcoin would resolve at an address. And that address, we'll call it for, for simplicity's sake, 123. And associated with address 123 is a key or a password. That key is very important. It is known only by you. Nobody has to know, by the way, that address 123 is equivalent to Jim Oliver. It just kind of sits there. So it's anonymous. It's not like using my name or my social security number or anything like that. Correct. And you as Jim Oliver may have one Bitcoin account. You may have a thousand Bitcoin accounts, each with some amount of money in them. That money sits in essentially a public ledger, though. Everybody in the world can see how much Bitcoin sits at address 123. So it's very different than the way the banking system works today, right? The banking system right now, Jim Oliver has an, an account with Main Street Bank, let's say. Everybody knows what the account number is, but nobody but you and your bank know how much money is in that account. The Bitcoin, it's twisted. Nobody knows it's Jim Oliver, but everybody knows the account number and the balance. 
that's pretty cool because then you have it as public record. It's very transparent, but it's still private. It's still private, correct. So what would happen in that case, you and I make some agreement that you want to buy a computer from me. And for simplicity's sake, let's say it's one Bitcoin, which would be a very expensive computer. But <laughs> So I give you my address and we'll say it's address ABC. You, in a matter of seconds, can initiate a transfer of one Bitcoin to me. There's no clearinghouse. There's not a credit card company in the middle clearing the transaction. There's no bank in the middle. The system, which has thousands of nodes and what are called miners on it, validates that you have at least one Bitcoin and that you've input the appropriate key to initiate the transaction. And then an irreversible transfer of when Bitcoin goes from you at address 123 to me at ABC. The whole world then is notified that that transaction took place and everybody gets to see uh, an update in what's called the ledger that address 123 now has one less Bitcoin and address ABC has one more Bitcoin. And, and really that's it. What's beautiful about it is that it's called a push system. So money is only pushed, it's never pulled. And so I'll explain that quickly. If the same transaction had occurred because you wrote a check to me or you gave me a credit card, we'll use the credit card as the example here. You give me a credit card, I contact your financial institution as the seller and I pull the money out of your account via the credit card company. Now, technically, if we had agreed on a price of, let's say, $500 for that purchase, I could take $5,000. There's nothing that, that would prevent that from occurring, assuming it was in your credit limit. Now, at that point, you're going to get on the phone to your credit card company and you're going to dispute it and you're going to do all those sort of things, but you've got to go through that whole process. Bitcoin is just like cash in that you push the money to me just like you like if you gave me five $100 bills coming out of your pocket, you push it to me, you as the buyer initiate the transaction and you as the buyer, you know, give me the money. So I think it's a, it's a really nice system because it, it, you know, what you do is you look at it as though we really don't trust anybody. So therefore we make everything transparent and we make it so that only the sender can initiate the transaction. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a radical way of kind of turning everything on its ear. So it works with the blockchain, which I think is kind of fascinating, the blockchain, because it eliminates a central authority in a lot of transactions like buying a car, real estate, you know, all of those things will be much more streamlined once cryptocurrency becomes more mainstream, then we'll be able to buy cars and real estate and all those kinds of things with cryptocurrency and all of the advantages Bob, where would you say we are in cryptocurrency? Are we still at the very beginnings? Are we, you know, where are we in the development of cryptocurrency? 
Well, assuming most of the people on this uh, listening to this podcast are a little older, I'll put it in terms of the internet. And those of you who remember the internet in, let's say, 1993 or 1994, um, we are at that point. So again, we're not advocating anybody to buy anything or participate. But if someone was so inclined, I would say we're still in the infancy of, of cryptocurrency and that the opportunities for innovation for growth are are almost infinite yeah so definitely let's say somebody wants to learn more because i think it's really important that you know one of the things on breakaway wealth and one of the things with create tailwind is that we're really about educating people so that you know what's going on again nelson has a quote in his book if you understand what's happening then you'll know what to do and I think it's really important for people to understand what's happening with cryptocurrency, not so they can take any action. I mean, they may want to take action or not, but just so that they know what's happening and then they'll know what is best for them. But how would somebody learn about cryptocurrency to understand more detail, how kind of it works you know, visually? Yeah, that's a great question because like a lot of things, there's a lot of bad information out there. Yeah, right. There are a lot of people who have ill intent. There's a lot of people, there's an expression, FOMO, F-O-M-O, fear of missing out. Right. And a lot of what's happened when, there have been a lot of headlines, for instance, about you know a Bitcoin crash or a cryptocurrency crash. And what those really have amounted to are periods of time where the price started to rise and I think people who didn't really understand it had this fear of missing out, right? So they, they jumped in and weren't really in it for the long haul. And then when things got a little squirrely, they bailed. And of course, you know, you see a, a big price correction. My recommendation, and, and we can help people with this, is there's an excellent white paper written by uh, Robert Murphy, who you know, we're a big advocate of in, in the infinite banking world. And he's got an excellent white paper that explains what Bitcoin is and how it works. And I think it's an excellent starting point for somebody who, who wants to understand it, who may have some interest in investing in it from some way. You know, make sure you know how it works and what it is. And you know, we can provide that white paper for, for anybody that would like it. Yeah, absolutely. I and mean, if you go to createtailwind.com and you sign up, and you request that there's a there's an area where you can give us your name and your email address and then you can request that white paper again for informational purposes only and i think robert murphy does a great job of just explaining it he's not advocating again that you go out and buy any he's just showing you what it is i think that's really important you know bob we could probably talk about this for hours but i think we've kind of just given some people an overview. Anything that you want to add before we wrap this up and, and move on? Yeah, the last thing I would say is um, when you think about cryptocurrency, most people here listening to this are going to be sitting here thinking about it from the perspective of being someone in the United States. Make sure that when you think about it and its potential, you also think about a person that's in a country like Turkey or, or Venezuela, or Iran, or, you know, a place like that, that's 
you know, very turbulent, that's got a lot of geopolitical problems, that's got a lot of economic constraints. And think about whether or not it would be a great thing for you sitting there. It, it might make it a little clearer for people to see why I believe so strongly about it and why it's a conduit to freedom, because I think it will help. It'll, it'll help first in these distressed countries more than it will help in the first world. That makes sense. That makes sense. Bob, I like to ask everybody who's a guest is, you know, your background in computers and innovation. And then about 10 or so years ago, you found the infinite banking concept and started being involved with that and using that to build your wealth and, and taking back control of the banking function in your life. And I know you read a lot. So what are one or two books that have kind of helped you just in your journey to break away from the pack and, and learn more about money and how money works? Well, I think topically right now, um, The Power of Zero, David McKnight, is, is really, really important. You know, it, it's, it's critical, I think, that people understand where, where we sit specifically in the U.S. in terms of um, our burden <laughs> and the effect that, that the, the debt burden that we have is going to have on our future and our kids and our grandkids. So that certainly is, is number one in my mind. Okay, absolutely. And David McKnight, I've heard him speak for I don't know how many years and how many times, but every time, the power of zero. And when you think about those buckets of money that you have that you're building now and that you're building for really for the rest of your life is the the one that you can make sure isn't threatened is one that the IRS can't come in and take a bigger chunk than you're expecting. And that 0% tax bracket and having stuff in the tax-free bucket are so important. And if you haven't read The Power of Zero, again, if you do a one-on-one -on -one coaching session with us, we'll actually send you the book for free just like zero is the best offer, Bob, so is free, right? <laughs> you bet. You so uh, go to createtailwind.com. Look at this information on there. We've got lots of educational information. Bob, thank you so much for your time. And we'll put out some information on the white paper. And, and if, you, if you send us a message via Create Tailwind and you want some more information on, on cryptocurrency, we can put you in touch with Bob individually. Or we'll, uh, if we have enough demand, we'll have a part two, Bob, and we'll get a little bit more in depth of cryptocurrency, the different types of cryptocurrency coins, what they're based on, what their goals are, what are the differences, all of that. So until next time, thank you, Bob Burnett, and thank you, audience. We'll see you on the next episode of Breakaway Wealth. Want to become your own banker and build wealth on your own terms? We'd love to help. Go to createtailwind.com to learn more and schedule a complimentary consultation.